The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity, using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Hello, and welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and we are in for a big treat today with Jem Stovall. Before we get to that, I want to share with our listeners who are tuning in for the first time, really the title and what does that mean to be a compassionate samurai? It's truly a way of life in terms of how we conduct our business and how we conduct ourselves in community as well as relationship. The founder of Clemmer and Associates coined the phrase, the compassionate samurai, and his premise on this was out there in the world, especially in business, it was very very important to cultivate a practice that had to do with being a warrior-like spirit out there in the business world. However, it was also important to marry that practice of being a warrior or a samurai up with compassion, where you could do so with honor, integrity, and be personally responsibility for, responsible for the bottom line. And so that's where the term the compassionate samurai came from. So you are in for a treat today because Jim Stovall, our guest, is one of the compassionate samurai I get to call out in my life. And Jim brings forth a national champion weightlifting history. He is the president of the award-winning Narrative Television Network, and he's a highly sought-after author and platform speaker. When Jim speaks, you want to listen. He's also the author of a best-selling book called The Ultimate Gift, and that has been turned into a major motion picture, one of my favorite movies, and that stars James Garner and Abigail Breslin. Now, Jim has made television accessible for over 13 million blind and visually impaired people. Now, there's some compassion for you. And he's the President's Committee on Equal Opportunity has selected him as Entrepreneur of the Year. And then I think most notably, he's also been recognized as an International Humanitarian of the Year. And that's joining the likes of Jimmy Carter Nancy Reagan, and Mother Teresa. Jim, welcome to the show today. Kathy, it is great to be with you. 
Thank you very much. Well, what I'd like to dive into, Jim, you have quite a story to tell. I, I refer to it as you're one of my, uh, my heroes, and you have definitely a hero's journey. So in, in order for the listeners to really understand who you are, I'm going to describe you in, in this business element as a DECA millionaire. And if you would share with the audience really what that means and why it's important to disclose to audience member, really, what does that mean, DECA millionaire? Well, a DECA millionaire is nothing more than someone that has in excess of $10 million. And, uh, you know, people define that or calculate that in different ways. But for me, I always look at uh, investable income, money you can get to. If you live in a $10 million house, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you, you're worth $10 million because uh, you may not be able to pay your grocery bill, uh, but you have a nice house. And so, you know, excluding my house and my business and my 30 book royalties and my six movies and the, the things I own and my real estate and my other holdings, excluding all of that, just in money that's invested, that's cash equivalent, I could write a check for it today. We have well in excess of $10 million, which doesn't matter to you or anybody out there unless or until I start telling you how to build wealth. And when I wrote my book, uh, The Millionaire Map, you know, I wrote a line uh, that said, uh, don't ever take advice from anybody that doesn't have what you want, whether it's a fat diet doctor, an incarcerated lawyer, or a CPA that's being audited by the IRS. Don't take advice from people who don't have what you want. Well, I wrote that, and then I went home, and I had to tell my wife and my family, uh, guys, if I'm going to write something like that, we got to do something really uncomfortable. So uh, I went to Merrill Lynch and Bank of America, and I had an audited financial statement that's available to... Uh, to any of my readers that read the book or any anybody listening now, you can go to themillionairemap.com and see a copy of that statement. Wow. And I, I get that that's not coming from a place of bragging. It's coming from a place of transparency as well as full disclosure. And yeah, it was very gift. uncomfortable to do. But uh, mm. when you go into your doctor's office, you want to see his diploma or her diploma from medical school. Same thing with your lawyer. I mean, where did she go to school? Where did she graduate from? Uh, where is his certificate to be a member of the bar? These things you know, become your business. You know, my business, my personal business is my personal business right up until I'm asking you or someone else to make a decision based on it because there are all kind of self-proclaimed gurus and experts all around the world that want to waste your time and your money telling you how to get something they don't have. They would purport to tell you how to be rich and they can't... uh, uh, afford to pay attention, much less anything else they want in their life. And, uh, you know, so it's very important to inspect the fruit on the tree and make sure who you're dealing with. I love that. Well, one of the things I know that my mentor, Kimberly Zink, has said often is, Kathy, I need to inspect what I expect. And I know she got that from her mentor. So what a beautiful lesson I learned from you in terms of making sure I'm getting that so-called expert advice from a true expert who's walked the path before me. So thank you for sharing that. You know, we're always uncomfortable questioning people like that. When we're getting ready to spend our time and our money and our effort and invest our dreams in someone else, those are legitimate questions. But the irony is, when those people are legit, they welcome those questions. And it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I mean I've had, uh, you know, we've sold uh, 
millions of those books now to people around the world, and many people have called the number, and they don't believe it, and I don't blame them. That's fine with me. I'm perfectly uh, comfortable with people wanting to get to a place where they are positioned so that they can move ahead with confidence. I love that. I love that. Well, let's move on. One of the things that I just want to address is the elephant in the room. What's the importance of building wealth? And with a compassionate samurai mindset, we actually talk about that a lot. And I'd love for you to share your take on the importance of wealth building. Well, you know, as a multimillionaire myself and the author of a number of books about building wealth, it may be surprising to you and your audience to hear me say, building wealth and becoming a millionaire is absolutely unimportant unless you have a dream, a goal, an ambition, a calling, or you want to leave a legacy that requires a lot of money. If you're able to currently reach all your goals, objectives, and leave the legacy behind that you want to with the current amount of money you have, don't strive to be a millionaire. However, I would, I would caution you, you might want to check and make sure your goals are big enough and you've really set the bar high enough. But really, money is, is, is not important at all. It's fuel for your car. And unless you have somewhere you want to go, the fuel really doesn't matter. So it's not about the money. It's about the things you want to be, do, have, and give away, leave behind. Got it. So... I'm taking it you've been on both sides of the fence unless you're going to tell us you were born with a silver, silver spoon in your mouth. No, I, you know, you will, be, you will meet very few people in your life that have ever been as poor as I've been. Uh, I, I tell people we, we couldn't have been totally poor because poor people can't get that far in debt. I don't know what we were. But I had to work a number of years just to get to ground zero. Uh, you know, when I got married, we drove a $400 car that I paid too much money for. Uh, we slept on the floor of my office. I could not afford an office and an, and an apartment. So my lovely wife, Crystal, this angelic figure, she and I slept on the floor for a long, long time until I could afford an apartment. I mean, I went years and my bank balance never got to four digits. It, you know, it would get up to 900 and some dollars, then it would come back down to almost zero. And uh, we always paid our bills, but just by the skin of our teeth. And it was stressful. I got sick and tired of living that way. Wow, Jim. So that's that's deep. I'm curious. You obviously moved from survival mode to thrive, thriving mode. What were the first steps? What was the catalyst for you, I should say? My life changed in a grocery line when I was in my mid-20s over a loaf of bread. And I know you or, no, or none of your listeners have ever done this, but my wife, Crystal, and I used to go to the grocery store every week, and she had a calculator, and I had all the money we had in the world in cash stuffed down in my jeans pocket, and we would buy groceries and put things in the cart, and she would enter them in the calculator until we ran out of money. And that's what we were going to survive on that week. Well, one week, I don't know what happened, if something was mislabeled or she missed cued the uh, calculator or what happened, but we got up to the uh, up to the checkout line, and at the time we were living in a small little resort town, and so, you know, we knew the checkout girl and all the people waiting in line beside us and behind us and everything, and right there in, in, in front of everybody, it, it was apparent that we had misfigured, and Crystal had to take a loaf of bread and go put it back, and I stood there by myself while she was taking that back to the shelf, 
And I said, I am sick and tired of this. I don't care what it takes as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical. I'm not going to be poor anymore. Now, I didn't have great and grandiose dreams and desires and, the, you know, all the envisioning doing the things we do today. I just didn't want that feeling ever again. You know, I'm realizing you are an author of over 30 books, and I think I just heard the title of a future book, and that's the multi-million dollar loaf of bread, because that wasn't just a loaf of bread for you. That bread actually converted into your bank account. Right, and every every multi-millionaire or billionaire I've ever met, and I've worked with a, a great number of them, they generally have some moment like that, something they wanted or something they didn't want ever again, that changed for them. I see. Well, let me ask you this. Some of the biggest blocks, they can be observed as obstacles. So in business, what are some of the obstacles that you literally had to overcome? Well, for me, I mean, I never intended to be in business. I, as a young man, I had a fairly normal childhood. I grew up in Oklahoma here in the middle of the country. And uh, I was a great athlete, and uh, I thought I was destined for the NFL. I wanted to be an All-American and then go play and make my living in the NFL, and I had the size and the speed to do that. And, and the coaches and the scouts told me it's just a matter of time. And then uh, one year when I was taking a routine physical before going back to play another season of football, I was diagnosed with this condition that would cause me to lose my sight. And... Uh, I instantly realized there's no blind guys in the NFL. There's a few referees we're worried about, but no players are blind in the NFL. And I realized I'm going to have to go do something different. And uh, I changed my athletic career and finished up as an Olympic weightlifter. And then I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no goals or ambitions beyond that. And I really didn't know what I wanted. I just, uh, as I mentioned, during my 20s, I was losing my sight, and I did become totally blind at age 29. But I just knew what I didn't want. And then my goals came together when I realized it's not about me. It's about other people. Jim, Uh, that's beautiful. What I'd like to do now is let's take a short break. And when we come back, let's talk about the goals that you set out to accomplish and how you were able to manifest those goals. Stay tuned for more with Jim Stovall and Kathy Fairbanks. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, 
hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at CompassionateSamuraiShow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and today's guest is Jim Stovall, Emmy Award-winning and movie producer, author, and motivational speaker. Jim, when we left for break, we were talking about how you went from almost survival mode to developing some goals and some traction within converting your life from survival to thriving. Share with the audience today what some of those goals were. Well, my goals have rarely uh, surrounded me. They don't have a lot to do with me. They have to do with other people. I find that if I will work hard every day and first worry about the people I serve, second, the people that work with me, then third, I will get everything I want out of life. My late great friend and colleague, Zig Ziglar, always said you can have everything you want out of life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And, you know, everybody talks about I want to make more money. You know, the only people that make money work at the Mint, and they, they, they print dollars. Those people make money. The rest of us have to earn money, and the way we earn money is we create value in the lives of other people. And people who want more money, they want more possessions, they want more things to give away. You know, don't worry about yourself. Worry about the people you serve and how can I serve them more. For me, I did lose my sight in my 20s. I woke up at age 29 totally blind. I moved into this little 9 by 12 foot room I thought I would never leave again. The thought of traveling millions of miles and speaking in arena events and doing movies and TV shows and all the things we do now, that seemed absolutely foreign to me. I couldn't imagine that. And I sat in my little 9 by 12 foot uh, room there, my little self-imposed prison with my radio and my telephone and my tape recorder, and that was my whole world. And I really didn't think I'd ever work or do anything again. And before I'd lost my sight, that little room had been our TV room. So across the room there was my uh, my television and at that time a VCR with uh, my collection of classic movies. And one day out of just sheer boredom, I put one of those old movies on and I thought, you know, I won't be able to see it, but I've heard it so many times before I could just listen in. And it was an old Humphrey Bogart film, and it worked for a little while. I could imagine what was happening. But then somebody shot somebody, and somebody screamed, and the car sped away. And I forgot what happened, and I said the magic words, Kathy. I said, 
Somebody ought to do something about that. Now, the next time you get frustrated and you hear yourself say, somebody ought to do something about that, you just had a great idea. You know, the whole world's praying for a great idea, and they trip over one about three times a week and don't even know it. A great idea comes disguised as a problem. And the only thing you've got to do to have a great idea is wait for one of those problems and say, how could I have avoided that? And the answer is a great idea. And the only thing you've got to do to have a great business is ask yourself, how could I help other people avoid that? So out of my own frustration came the Narrative Television Network. We're in our 26th season of making movies and television accessible to 13 million blind and visually impaired people throughout North America and millions more around the world. And it has changed people's lives. I mean, uh, uh, for better or worse, TV and movies are the number one recreational activity in our society. And when you're blind, you're already separated from everyone else. And uh, to not be able to access that part of our culture is just more separation. And in addition to that, we help several million blind and visually impaired kids uh, go to school and they're, they're, they're teaching videos and all of that visual material is accessible for them. And uh, it has met their needs. And in meeting their needs, it has given me wealth and everything I ever wanted. And that was the basis for all the other things we do as well. Wonderful. So what I'm hearing is you were at choice, whether to go victim to your particular circumstances, losing your eyesight, or choosing to do something more. Did you have it all mapped out? Did you know from A to B and all steps one, two, three when you first started with just, with this, Jim? No, absolutely clueless. Uh, very few people are as ignorant of the facts, the obstacles, and what it takes to succeed as I was when I started. All I had was a big dream. And if your dream's big enough, the facts just don't count. And, you know, I know people all around the world, they have learned everything, they have every degree, they know 10 times more than it takes to succeed. They just don't have a why that's strong enough. If you take care of the why, the what and the how will take care of themselves. But uh, there's got to be a reason for you to succeed. And, uh, you know, I mean, I ask people all the time, could you climb a 40-foot rope straight up in the air, walk across a 2x4, 10 feet, with a, with a drop below you that would kill you and reach another building across the street. And most people say, no, I wouldn't do that on a dare. I wouldn't do it on a bet. What if I told you that building over there is burning and your child's inside? Mm. Most people would be over there in a flash. The, the what or the how didn't change. I just changed the why. And something went from unimaginable and impossible to, yeah, I could do that. I'm going to do that right now. Beautiful. Well, one question I have is, where does one start? Um, it's possible some of our listeners are in a position where they're not really doing what they want to be doing, or they do have that great idea. They found a solution to fit the needs of many people. Where do they start? Well, the great thing about is wherever you want to go in this life, that journey begins right where you are right now. And you need to figure out financially and career-wise and business-wise where you are. You need to come up with a number. And for most people listening to me right now, the number is a negative number. You have a negative net worth. If you take everything you own and put it across from everything you owe, most people owe more than they own. And that's fine. That's where you are. That's where you start. I mean, the step one is figure out the number. And then you start with a systematic plan 
to save and invest that which you have and then begin that journey of getting out of debt. And if you want some tips on specifics of how to do those things, you can go to themillionairemap.com and it will tell you right there, you know, here's a checklist of things you need to make sure you're doing. Then you need to look at what do you have. All of us have a gift, a talent, an ability. What do you have that you've been given that can create the most value in the lives of other people around the world? You know, our purpose in life is to find the gift we've been given. And our life takes on meaning when we take our gift and we give it away. I see people all the time with amazing gifts, but they don't help themselves or anybody else with that gift because they don't give it away. They don't get it out there. They're so afraid someone will take it from them or cheat them out of it, they never share it with anybody. And, you know, we've got to remember the, the, the universe is perfect. You never do anything you don't get paid for. And the longer it takes you to get paid, it's out there drawing interest, and you're going to get paid more and more and more. Don't worry about when you get paid or how you get paid or where you get paid. Create value. Just create value in the lives of other people, and your world will change. You'll have more than you can ever imagine. Well, what I'm really hearing loud and clear is it's not about the money. It never was about the money. It's about that heart connection, making a difference in this world and connecting with people where your skill sets really resonate. You're absolutely right. People who think it's about the money are the same kind of people that will stand in front of the fireplace and say, give me some heat and then I'll throw in some wood. It doesn't work that way. Money is the result. It's not the goal. It's the result of filling that goal for other people. I love that. I love that. Well, Jim, I know you have a repertoire and a client list and a relationship list that uh, it's almost like the who's who of anyone famous. And I'm just curious, what are some of the personal lessons you've learned from some of your clients and some of your mentors? Well, you know, I, I believe, as Gandhi said, everyone is my superior and that I can learn something from them. Uh, and my mentors range from people you've never heard of to people everyone's heard of. Um, I believe in creating a dream team and in the Millionaire Map and in my Millionaire Institute training, we teach everybody how to get your own dream team around you. But in business, uh, my mentor uh, is Steve Forbes, among others, Michael Markovsky, Donald Trump, Ted Turner. And I learn amazing things from those guys. First, first thing I learned is these are, these are normal people. And the closer you get to them, it's not that they're not impressive. It's just that I don't see anything there I can't do. And they would be the first to agree. Um, so the first thing is that I find that the most successful people in every area of life are extremely approachable. And uh, the next thing I find is they are very focused. Uh, they do fewer things better than most people. They don't do 100 things. They may do one or two things, but they totally laser focus on them, and they do them better than everyone else. So those are the things I learned. In, in my television and movie business, my mentors are people I've worked with on stage or in the movies. Uh, started with Frank Sinatra, Catherine Hepburn, Jimmy Stewart, Michael Douglas. Uh, just finished a movie with Raquel Welch. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, amazing Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, you know, just finished a picture with Academy Award winner. It's it's fascinating, and we put together the soundtrack with Bob Dylan and BB King and Willie Nelson, and you know, and the thing I find with these people that perform at the very highest level is that they have an unbelievable passion 
for what they do. I remember asking Katherine Hepburn, and I did one of the last television interviews with her before we lost her. I said, what would you have done had you not become an actress? She said, Jim, I would have had to have found another way to support my habit because I do this out of an innate need in my being to do this. And when you have that kind of passion about what you do, you become excellent. And if you become excellent at anything, Kathy, you succeed. You know, people always ask me, what's the best field to get in? It's the one you have passion for because that's the one where you're going to make a difference. You feel that way the same way you feel about your child or your significant other. You don't just go out to the playground and pick a kid and say, I think I'll take care of this kid today. That's not your baby. That's not your kid. That's not yours. Yours you have that special connection or passion to. And I find people from every area of life that are, that are becoming wealthy because they have a passion to do what they do. And frankly, you have to work harder and, and more efficiently and more productively than everyone else. And when you enjoy what you do, you'll outwork everybody else because uh, when you enjoy what you do for a living, you never work a day in your life. Jim, I'm loving these pearls of wisdom. I mean, every sentence for me is, oh, that's right, that's right, this is deep. And so let's do this. So we're going to take a little break. And what I really want to cover next is the difference between persistence and calling it a day. Because there's a fine line of balancing when do you keep going and when do you say enough is enough. So join us. Stay tuned. We're going to go on a short break and we'll be back with more from Jim Stovall. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, leaders are working to transform themselves and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lin, for insights on emerging trends and business innovations to help you stay ahead of the game. You'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at CompassionateSamuraiShow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and we have an honored guest today, Jim Stovall. And just as we were going for break, Jim was sharing with us a little bit about what it takes and what the the purpose and the people that he's connected with in business and how they sh- share slices of their life with him. And one of the key points that Jim uh, really struck me with was in regard to these are normal people. The Ted Turners of the world, the Catherine Hepburns of the world, normal people. And that's what I found with Jim. I've known Jim for about six years now. And what I have found, um, I counted it up uh, when I was doing my research. I wanted to make sure I had the exact number. And I've actually seen Jim speak live for 16 different sessions, 16 different times. And each time, there's so many nuggets that I can take back and apply to my life. But the fact that he's saying these are normal people, and, and this is a gentleman who is famous worldwide, runs in circles that um, many of us dream to run in. And as he said, he works hard. This just wasn't given to him. And he's working hard because it's his passion. So I just wanted to drive home that point about normal people because, Jim, you are as normal as they come. And I also know you're as crazy as they come. Well, thank you. I I try to balance that. I try to have fun with what I do uh, because I do it so much. I mean, uh, there's a fine line between when I'm working and when I'm playing because uh, I enjoy what I do. Mm. And uh, so it really never seems like work. And that whole balance thing is is something... uh, you know, a lot of people talk about life balance, and it's a critical element of success. But too many people think, well, we need to dumb down our work, or we need to turn down the heat on this area of our life. No, I believe balance comes when we raise everything to the highest possible level. And I try to be approachable. It's something I've learned from my mentors. Uh, I have 10 million books in print, and my phone number's in the back of every one. And I, every time I give a speech, I speak to almost a million people a year. And I give out my phone number, and I tell people, if you ever feel like this doesn't work for you, you don't see yourself making the progress, somehow you're different, you just need some support, encouragement, whatever, you pick up the phone, and I will share it with you and your audience. The number is 918-627-1000. 918-627-1000. I have real live people answer the phone round the clock, 24-7, and they know there's one kind of call I'll always return. You tell them, hey, Jim was on Kathy's show the other day, and he told me my dreams could come true, and right now I'm not sure. And I will call you back every time. And I have people from all over the world call me daily, and I think it's great. I had a lady from New Zealand call me the other day, and I have no idea what time you got to wake up in New Zealand to call me in Oklahoma. And I got on the phone, and I said, hi, this is Jim, how can I help you? And she said, I really don't need anything. I just didn't believe you'd really take my call, and I'm amazed you called me. And, uh, and if you want to be one of those people, it's just absolutely fine with me, because I want you to know from this day forward, the most difficult it ever is, the hardest it ever feels, the darkest it ever seems, I want you to know you got one guy who believes in you and believes in your dreams. And if you don't think so, you dial 918 
Well, and I was actually the the byproduct of one of those phone calls, and look look where we are today. But I, I did remember u- when you called, that and I remember when we discussed this idea, and uh, you weren't sure at the time, and I was absolutely convinced because I could see you doing what you're doing right now, and everyone listening to us knows what I saw. I mean, there's no re- I mean, you are a natural. This is you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. And one of the key tips you gave me, Jim, that day, I remember, was, Kathy, do your diligence. Inspect what you expect. And I did my diligence, and um, you were part of that team and called up on about four or five other folks that had walked the path before me. And I think that's one of the reasons it was easy for me to step into this role and really jump out of my comfort zone. Um, I didn't need a net below. It just was going to be a great fun time. And so far, that's what it has been. Oh, and it will, it will only get better from here. I mean, but, uh, you know, you don't have to be a genius to realize you were made to do this. I love that. Thank you, Jim. One of the things I know about you is your level of persistency and your fondness for dialing for dollars from time to time. But I also think there's a fine line between being persistent and when to know, let's call it a day, that project didn't work. We're going to put our resources elsewhere. How do you go about gauging keep keep fighting that battle out there in the world and when it's time to call it a day. Every time we start something, a new business, a new initiative, an investment, anything here in my company, uh, we have an expectation sheet. Why are we doing this? We know why we're doing this and what do we expect. And then we have a process I call accelerating your point of failure. Uh, the only thing worse than failing today is failing a year from now. I want to know as quickly as possible, is this going to make it or not? Too many people put off the critical element because they're afraid of failure. Now, I want to stress the system. If it's not going to work, I want to know right now. I mean, if, if there's a sticking point, an objection, a difficulty, some unknown quantity that's out there, some element that's missing, I want to, as quickly as I can, force that issue and get down to, is this really worth our time and effort, or should we be over somewhere else? Because people, they're afraid to lose anything, but what they don't calculate is the opportunity cost, which is, while you're over here horsing around doing this because you think it's better than nothing, what could you be doing that would make a difference. Let me tell you, doing nothing is better than doing the wrong thing. Uh, Standing still is better than going the wrong way every time. So if something is not working, you've got to examine that and identify that as quickly as possible. And you can only do that when you know why you're doing something and what your expectations are for it. And if you've been doing this and you say 90 days from now, I want to be at this point. If we're not at this point, we need to reevaluate. I love it. Makes makes perfectly good sense. And I'm not sure that these are the tools that are taught in business schools today. I'm guessing you picked this up by uh, practical life experience. Trial and error and some very great mentors that helped me through everything. And, uh, and uh, you know, you and everybody around the world is seeing him as a politician right now. And I don't want to get into Donald as the president He's a dear friend. We've, we've uh, worked on books together. We've shared the stage together. But Donald is an absolute genius at what he does. And Donald brings, builds dreams. And he puts the suffix EST on everything. His buildings, his projects, they're the biggest, the tallest, 
the the fanciest. Uh, you just put EST on the end of it. That's Donald, and he sees things differently than most people. I could give you example after example where he saw what no one else saw, and made it happen. And then people, uh, you know, people get jealous. People, you know, Donald's a billionaire, and he's a billionaire because he is better than everybody else at the thing he does. Well, let's let's cover the topic here. Um, I've heard it be, been said, you know, everybody's heard money doesn't buy happiness. So, what's your take on that? Money doesn't buy happiness. Well, I, I will. I will. Money does not make you happy. But I'm going to tell you, neither does poverty. I've been both, and all things being equal, rich is better. Trust me. And uh, uh, money won't make you happy. It will get a lot of the worry and the anxiety and the garbage out of your life. I, I went for years in my life, and every time the uh, you know, the car smelled funny, the refrigerator made a weird noise, the roof started dripping every time. Everything was such a tragedy. Now it's, I don't even think, it. just, you know, call the guy that fixes that and get out of the way. And uh, I don't worry about those things. Anything, any problem you have in your life that can be solved with money is not really a problem. Because believe it or not, you never had a money problem. No one ever had a money problem. They had an idea problem, a creativity problem, a persistence problem, a management problem. But you don't have a money problem. Money is not the cause. It's the result. And it's these other things. You know, and when we talk about personal finance, managing finance is easy. It's managing the personal part of that that's difficult. Makes sense to me. Well, you've shared with us about building your dream team, staying laser focused, and your expectation sheet. I'd love to see one of your expectation sheets one of these days. And what I want to really focus on, I know you have a very, what I'm going to call unique daily practice. And I'm guessing having a daily practice is a big part of your success as well as your joy. It is, and it works for me. And I, I, I will tell you what I do, and you don't have to do the same thing. You have to have one that works for you um, because you have to have a system in place because if you don't have a system, you become subject to your own emotions. And Vince Lombardi said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And um, when I was an Olympic athlete, we had a, a workout regimen that my coach and I had developed. And... We developed it when we were sitting calmly at a table out on the deck, and uh, we weren't tired, we weren't exhausted, we weren't strained, we weren't anything. That's when we work it out. And then we had a rule. Once we go into the gym, we don't change the plan. We follow the plan. And if you want to change it, we'll discuss another meeting and look at doing it differently next month. But right now, we got a plan. Mine involves, for me, I get up at 4 o'clock every morning, and I hear people all throughout our radio audience moaning and groaning. You know, it's not like I have an alarm or I drag myself out of bed. I get up at that I wake up at that hour. I mean, my alarm is set, but I don't remember the last time it rang. I just get up, and I go into my office, and I review a lot of the financial things. Uh, I have a satellite hooked, and I review the... Uh, the Asian reports, and I talk to my financial people, and then I read a lot. I have a high-speed audio player, and I'm embarrassed to tell you and your your audience, as a Pulitzer-nominated best-selling author, when I could read with my eyes like you do, I know I don't know that I ever read a book. Now, thanks to high-speed audio books, I can listen to it almost 800 words a minute. I read a book every day. There has not been a day in the last 22-plus years I haven't read a whole book cover to cover. And that's what changed my life. And so between four and six, I generally finish a book. And if I don't get it completely done, I finish it at the office. And uh, between six and seven, I spend one hour every day with my bride 
and the love of my life, Crystal, and we sit uh, by the fire or out on the deck or down in the garden, and uh, we just talk about things. And uh, and uh, people ask me all the time, what do you talk about every day? Hey, if you got to worry about that, you may be with the wrong person or you may be the wrong person. I don't know, but uh, share your passions, your goals. I mean, there's a reason I decided to marry her 34 years ago, and it's because I enjoy my days with her. Then I come to my office, and I have a great team here, we can go up and down the halls or downstairs into my studio and everybody, whatever they do, they're the best there is at what they do. And, uh, uh, there's no one here. I could do their job. And, and then I have a variety of things, you know, we, right now we're finishing a couple movies we shot this summer. I have uh, three books in progress. I write my weekly syndicated column. We have the travel and speaking schedule and, uh, several other business ventures. And, uh, so I just kind of, uh, wander around like a smorgasbord and do what, uh, is the first thing that comes to my attention that needs to be done at that time. Oh, I, I want to be a, a fly on the wall and watch you uh, around your office someday and just see what what kind of joy you bring to your team, both in the office and at home. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, let's dive a little bit deeper into some of the tools that Jim has on his website for our listeners as their gift to you. And then also, I want to learn more about the relationship Jim Stovall and Brian Clemmer, the founder of Clemmer & Associates, Developed and how that relationship has grown to the next evolution of leaders at Clemmer & Associates. Stay tuned for more. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Do you know how to tell a great story? In business, the stories you tell play a big role in your success. Whether you're trying to get more clients or influence people as a leader, storytelling will help you do it. Story Powered with Leanne Pico is here to help you activate your storytelling superpower to build a better business and achieve your goals and dreams. Story Powered can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at compassionatesamuraishow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. 
Welcome back. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and we have Jim Stovall on the line with us. And Jim is an accomplished author, speaker, and just great friend and financial mentor truly to the world. He has some tools out on his website that I want to talk about. And then also one of the things that I want to dive deep into is Jim and your mentors. You've shared with us mentors uh, like Ted Turner, Steve Forbes, Donald Trump, and I know that it was a relationship you had with Brian Klemmer that was almost like co-mentoring. You were probably much more like a mastermind team than anything else. I'm curious, how did that friendship develop? Because you didn't start out that way. I was speaking in an amphitheater for several thousand people out in Hawaii at an event. And a couple weeks later, I get a call from this guy and as you know, I give out my phone number, and the guy said, I was in your uh, audience in Hawaii. And I said, well, great. He said some very kind things, and I appreciated that. And he said, I have an event I call the Compassionate Samurai, and I want you to speak at it next month. And I said, well, where is it? And he said, well, it's at this San Diego, and we'll have 160 people. And I said, Mr. Clemmer, um, you may have seen at the amphitheater uh, you know, I do large form events for thousands of people in arenas and convention centers around the world because I have a goal to change the world. And he said, I want you to think about something. He said, you're impacting people an inch deep and a mile wide, and that's great. And the, you have that ability, which is why I want to connect with you in my events. But instead of trying to change the world that way, I'm going to ask you to come to my event and consider changing the world changers. And my 160 people will go out and change the world. And, you know, and I've long believed, Kathy, if you can learn something, you change your life. If you can teach someone, you change their life. But when you teach people to teach, you change the world. And Brian was somewhere between persistence and annoying. And he just <laughs> would not leave me alone. Finally, I just said, Mr. Clemmer, what's the least I can do and get you to leave me alone? He said, do one of these events. I came and did one. That was 18 years ago. I've done, I think they told me, 36 of them. Brian passed away, and what's ironic out of this, he is sitting in heaven now laughing that he's gone on to his just reward, and I'm still changing the world changers. And it's the smallest event I do all year and the most powerful and impactful. And Brian and I had that relationship. Now I have that with Kimberly Zink, who... I met when she was just a participant in one of those events, and which is how I met you. And now, you know, Kimberly runs uh, Clemmer and Associates, and uh, you've taken on this role in the media outreach and other areas. And it's just so amazing to impact people. And guys, I don't care who you are, where you're going, or what you want to do. If you will attend a Clemmer event and then make your way up and come to one of these compassionate samurais, you will never be the same again. They are the most amazing events. I do each year, and we get to do several of them, and we'll be doing another one next month out in San Diego. Wonderful. Well, Jim, I want to talk about another special event. This is going to be a second event that we've done. I saw you back in February at something called the Millionaire Institute. And I remember I left there and there were um, there were just over, I think, 100 people in attendance at that session. And I realized that when I left, it was nothing like I expected. It wasn't a formula on how do I grow my bank account. There's something special 
special about this institute in terms of you partnering with Clemmer and Associates and what happens for that three days? And then also the participants, because they are... Um, they are from another cut of fabric because I realized after I left, every single participant has a purpose, a cause, and a reason to make a difference in this world. But would you share with us what you're expecting to do at the Millionaires Institute December 4th through 6th in Dallas, Texas, and whether or not it makes sense for someone like me, I've attended once, do I want to go again? Well, if you've been once, you can revisit or re-audit the course anytime you want. And one of the differences between the Millionaire Institute and all the other programs out there that purport to build wealth is the fact that uh, you come in on Friday, I'll spend Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with you. When you leave Sunday afternoon, it's not the end of the program. It's the beginning of your wealth and your relationship with me. And I have an ongoing relationship with those people that were there. They're reaching their goals. They're changing their lives and the lives of people around you. I could tell you success story after success story. They came out of our Vegas event, and now, as you said, December 4th, we'll be down in Dallas. If you want to see more about it, just go to themillionaireinstitute.com and, um, and check it out and give it a try. You know, I mean, you know, I'm quite certain the entry price won't change anybody's lifestyle, but the information will forever change your lifestyle and that of your children and grandchildren. You can change your family tree in one three-day weekend. It's not the end, it's the beginning. And uh, we take you and turn you into a self-fulfilling prophecy as you become a, uh, a serial millionaire and you learn how to create and create more and save and invest and enjoy that which you have and share it with others. I love that. And Jim, I, I want to have a clarifying question here. Um, let's say someone has not gone to a two-and-a-half-day workshop with Clemmer & Associates. That's the basic level of entry within Clemmer & Associates leadership training. If they've not been to a Clemmer seminar, are they eligible to attend the Millionaire Institute? Anyone that uh, wants to come to a Millionaire Institute can come. And it is my hope that people that have been to Clemmer events will take that training they've learned and the values they've learned and learn how to get valuables to go along with their values to change the world. So I hope the Clemmer people will continue to come, which they have. But the Millionaire Institute's open to anyone. And what we find is some people will come to the Millionaire Institute and learn how to be wealthy, but then realize I want to get some more values and grounding in my life so I can manage this wealth and not have the wealth manage me. Because money in the hands of well-grounded, compassionate, seriously uh, philanthropic people, money in those people's hands can change the world. Money in the hands of greedy, self-centered or people that are uncertain about who they are and where they're going. You give those people too much money, and it's like giving a child a loaded gun. It becomes a dangerous thing. No doubt about that. Well, I look forward to seeing you at the Institute in December. And again, you can see that at www.clemmer.com. And then you want to go backslash millionaire-institute. And you can check us out there, get more information. One of the things, Jim, I'd love to find out a little bit more. You, you've given people the millionairemap.com, jimstovall.com. What are some of your upcoming projects that uh, the listeners can can hear about to keep track of you 
I have a book that will be out next month called Ultimate Hindsight. I've taken 100 people from movies, politics, business, sports, the, the highest level of every arena, people I've worked with on stage, in the movies, on television, and I've put all of their advice in one book. There's 100 of them, and it's things they know now they wish they'd know then. It's called Ultimate Hindsight. It'll be out next month. I have a book I just finished with one of the world's leading communication experts, Dr. Ray Hull, and he and I authored a book called The Art of Communication. It'll be out next year. I have two movies. One that will be out uh, around the uh, first of the year uh, called The Ultimate Legacy. Uh, it's the third in the Ultimate Gift Trilogy. We took the great cask. We added Raquel Welch to it. And for those who are used to seeing me as the... Uh, as the limo driver in all the six movies that I've made thus far, I hate to tell you, I got good news, I got bad news. You're not going to see the limo driver, but look for the bartender in this one. I and uh, I, they actually got me uh, mixing some drinks, and uh, there was no alcohol served. It was only tea and lemonade, but uh, <laughs> we didn't ruin the movie and had fun doing that. So that'll be out. And then... Uh, Mid-year next year, another movie we shot this summer, uh, an amazing story called Nouvelle Vie. It's French for new life. We shot part of it here on a little lake uh, village in America and part of it in Paris, France, and uh, uh, look for that as well. So those, those are some of the things we have going. A couple more movies uh, have been optioned, so uh, maybe late 16 or early 17, you'll see a couple more Jim Stovall novels and movies. Jim, I tell you, I wish you'd just step up your game and get something done in life. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing with all this time on your hands. But uh, You either go first class or you stay at home. I love it. I love it. Well, it has been a true honor to be with you today, Jim, and learn just a little bit of a glimpse of uh, how you live your life, how you practice your life, and how you thrive in life. And again, getting more information from Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L.com. You can also click into the Millionaire Institute and Clemmer, K-L-E-M-M-E-R.com. We would absolutely love for you to have us check it, check it out. If you call the office, feel free to do so and just mention Voice America 2 for your special discount code for any of the Clemmer workshops. And that number is 800-577-5447. So, Jim, it's been truly an honor to be with you today. Kathy, I want to thank you and all your listeners. You are great. You are your message. And I am just excited people will get to hear you regularly. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success. 